Welcome to To Put It Playfully, the podcast that explores all things kink, sex and lingerie. I'm your host Becky, enthusiast of all things playful and sensual. Each week we bring you a new guest to join a conversation and share their unique perspective. So join us as we delve into the fascinating and thrilling world of play, pleasure and everything in between. Hello and welcome to To Put It Playfully. I'm your host Bex and it's my pleasure to be here today with Bex of Four Chambers, which isn't your typical pornographic film company. Four Chambers kind of blurs the line between what is art and porn and today we're going to be getting to know Bex and a little bit about what Four Chambers is all about. So, hey, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. It's lovely to be here. Yay. So I have heard that it's like Four Chambers is celebrating their 10th year. Yes. 10 whole years of getting naked on the internet. is. uh, I I actually can't believe it's been that long. (laughs) Yeah, that a decade of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, um, you know, obviously... It doesn't, it feels like it's been forever, but also feels like no time at all. Like whole climate of making porn on the internet was so different when I started out. So it feels like, you know, every year there's like a new thing to navigate. Every year there's a new kind of complexity to get around, but we're still here and we're still yeah, making porn and I'm still loving it. So Amazing. yeah, exactly. You started in 2013, is that right? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did yeah. I? But yeah, so I'm just trying to think what the sort of climate for that sort of thing was like then. Like, you know, how was it? How how was it for you then? Like, what what was different to how it is now? Well, there was a lot less people doing it, and for me anyway, it was all centered around a couple of sites that are no longer in existence anymore. So I started getting naked on the internet on a site called God's Girls, which was kind of a Suicide Girls esque. Adjacent. I vaguely remember that from like, yeah it, it's very vintage in MySpace days or is it yeah right okay yeah so it was it was basically you could you could do so, sort of alt pin-up-y softcore porn modeling but you could take the photos and you could get paid for them so I just started kind of experimenting doing that and that introduced me to a whole group of people who were kind of making porn but really like on their own terms and I guess in my mind when I was thinking about porn at the time I had this idea that porn had to be a certain type of person a certain type of content you know that was the only thing that I was really seeing or finding online and I didn't really fit that mold I was always a bit of a weirdo (laughs) and I was I wasn't really interested in necessarily going down the like uh, the cliche bleach blonde kind of 90s in my mind that's like the 90s porn archetype but on on this site there were so many people making porn or selling their underwear or webcamming and they were doing it in a way that felt like it was exploring their own kind of style or their own personality rather than necessarily like minimizing it and that was part yeah. of what made it interesting for the people who were buying it and that was something that completely like revolutionized my idea about like what sex on the internet could be Mm -hmm. so I decided to start trying to do it myself um and it was all centered a lot around um around tumblr yeah (laughs) um and I made I you know I made a lot of friends I built a big community of people on tumblr and I think that was really the kind of portal into me starting to make creative work I think it was a lot of people's portal uh, into I feel like 
every time I talk to someone like on this podcast Tumblr comes up in to some degree like it seems <laughs> it has like everyone who was on it has turned into like some sort of you know something sexual <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing the jury's yeah. still out but what it did do was I think what was really important about it was it was a space where you were able to treat porn like a aesthetic Mm. or a kind of conceptual consideration in the same way that you were curating other aspects of your blog so people were sharing porn on there next to like fashion photography that they liked or memes or personal posts like it felt very included in people's lives in a way that nowhere else on the internet felt it felt didn't feel like it existed like that anywhere else on the internet it felt very much like it was tucked away or like kind of othered and on tumblr it felt like people treated it kind of like anything else which was for me like kind of very interesting and kind of opened my eyes to the idea that maybe porn could also be kind of considered to be worthy of curation like you know Mm -hmm. worthy of doing something interesting with worthy of uh doing something creative with yeah that's amazing and yeah it's so true like I guess it brought it into the like forefront of like everyone's individuality as well as mm. like the way that you dress and the way that you present yourself and like art you create yeah it's like part of that um so like how would you describe four chambers to someone who like literally has no idea they just think like oh porn is porn like it's what you get on like <laughs> tube and whatever i think that four chambers The intention of the Four Chambers project is to basically explore the conceptual and aesthetic potential of porn as a medium for ideas rather than just necessarily like a functional product. So I always say it's just like weird, creative, kind of like expansive pornography that really like tries to push the boundaries of like what we consider to be like, you know, artistic or creative and also like show sex in a way that sort of maybe feels more like sex rather than just looks like the explicit depiction of sex or at least feels like an idea that you might have of the kind of sex that you might want to have so it's definitely not interested in necessarily being super like quote-unquote authentic like it doesn't look like gritty realism it's very much like I want to explore the kind of like high concept lighting high concept setting like really the like beauty of the like forms of bodies while they're fucking like the way you can um experiment with the atmosphere that you can create through cinema like how that affects you as the viewer so just like trying to think about it in a way that's expansive and not necessarily just like something that you like turn on jerk off to like close your laptop delete your browser history yeah (laughs) like yeah I definitely get that vibe obviously like I'm familiar with your work and like it like away from the yeah like the sexual gratification that you get from it it is like beautiful to look at and like it definitely like blurs the lines of like what porn should be so like when you know obviously people talk a lot about mainstream porn and the sort of impact that it has on like society and things like that like do you consider four chambers to be part of that discourse I kind of think that all pornography is part of like discourse about pornography I think often the issue is that porn gets treated like it's one thing because for a lot of people the only kind of depictions of porn that we see are like straight like cis like very normative 
or or even if it's not normative, what it is is it's this like exaggerated depiction of normative sex where like you know people people like to treat it like all porn is that one thing that you see on the front page of Pornhub and you know through spending 10 years kind of in this environment I know and it's very easy to see that it is way more expansive way more diverse like way more interesting than any of that but I think people just treat it like oh porn is you know all lumped in together it's just a monolith it's something that you kind of that's all bad and the thing is is that I think sometimes that means that people when they discover porn that's outside of the mainstream, they go, oh, this porn is good and this porn is bad. And for me, that was definitely something that I think at the beginning of my time, like making work like this, I was like kind of buying into in some capacity. And I think you come to realize that actually what is important is what you as the viewer are interested in seeing and the performers and the people who are making it, like, was it good for them too? And if if it was if it's just some porn that you particularly don't like if the sex that's going on in it is sex that you don't think is hot Mm -hmm. if the way that it's shot's not fun for you but if everyone involved was kind of uh down to make it and down to be there for me like there isn't a problem with that I think that sex is very diverse and very complicated and I think that there's room for all of these different types of depictions of sex in the canon what's an issue is if just one particular type of sex becomes the default where people just go oh that's all I can find so that now starts to define what sex is for us as a culture so because there aren't many avenues for exploring like independent porn made by like diverse creators it means that this one quite narrow depiction of sex in porn is what sticks in people's minds when we think about pornography. So the issue isn't necessarily the difference between like mainstream porn and non-mainstream porn. The issue is really that actually like we have a very narrow window into sex at the moment. And if what we could do would be to like open that window up way wider and get to see different kinds of sex made by different people, it would feel less like defined by the mainstream porn narrative. Yeah, definitely. I think um, like one of the things that comes up quite often is that people like yourself who do have like these sort of like independent film companies, like they usually like come under the label of like ethical porn. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is, you know, what is ethical porn? Like, because we would hope that all most porn that we see is ethical to some degree, even if it's not necessarily what we would like to see. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, it might be like just, you know, white cis straight people having sex but then does that make it unethical it does mm. I don't I wouldn't think that it does yeah I think it's it, there's like a complexity and when people say like ethical porn or feminist mm. porn there's like not a consensus about what that actually means so I think saying something is ethical porn to somebody they might think ah I'm going to see in this film porn which reflects my own personal idea of what ethics is and somebody else might come to that and say ah I'm going to see porn that's made in an ethical way and those two things are sometimes like they don't match up for me I really stopped or never really like used ethical porn to like define what we did with four chambers because I was kind of thinking about this and it makes so much sense that you go oh my my ethics 
and not somebody else's ethics. And ethics are very subjective. So what I might consider to be ethical porn is not going to mean very much to somebody who might come with a different idea of what it is that they want to see. So when we think about ethical porn, it then just becomes a little bit of like a buzzword, like an advertising slogan where you go, oh, our porn is ethical. But for me, I go like, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, what does that mean on the ground? How are you making porn? How are you paying the performers? What's your set like to be on? You know, what, what are your own personal kind of code of ethics with regards to like working practices? Um, what's the kind of sex that you think is, you know, is it fits in with your own personal ethics? So really, for me, I just go, let's just do away with saying ethical yeah. porn or non-ethical porn. Because it reminds me of like, you know, like greenwashing where people go, oh, this is like an eco plastic bag. And you're like, well, I don't know what that means, but I'm probably going to just, I guess, buy it because it makes me feel a bit better about, about that kind of stuff. When actually, I think it would be so much better to like educate people about like, literacy around how porn is made yeah. or to ask questions of the people that you're um like spending money on or watching to be like huh like what does that actually mean for the performers or you know so we with four chambers we basically kind of came up with an alternative to that which is that we try and like we have like a document on the site which is called transparency where basically we talk about like how we make the films how we pay people you know who's behind the company just basically the mechanics of how that kind of stuff runs so that people can read that and then if they go yeah that kind of aligns with like my values like I'm happy to support that then they have the information that they need whereas like just slapping ethical on something sometimes just it doesn't make it so, does it (laughs) no and I think it also plays into this idea that there's like good porn and bad porn when when it's actually more important to go hmm what's my own personal idea about that kind of stuff rather than just sort of being told yeah absolutely it's a bit like that like whole like stereotype of like I'm not like other girls like yes other girls are bad it's just yeah it's that weird thing of like but I, I know people they it's almost like they look they look out for it because I think it makes it easier for them to not like go and do the research and like if they yes. see ethical okay this is good I can feel not guilty mm. or whatever like if you have like that internal shame about it yeah and like, I think the problem is is that hey look porn is primarily something that you're like well I want to access it quickly because I'm in the mood I don't want to think too hard about things that are not very sexy, like, you know, uh, workers' rights. And so I think it's important to, like, bring this stuff into more kind of, like, like normalise it in regular discourse rather than going, before you jerk off, you need to be reading the transparency page on Four Chambers to make sure that it fits your values. Rolls up on the screen, just, like, make sure, okay, (laughs) now you're ready to jerk off. Like. <laughs> yeah I, so I'm a little bit like I get it and I get why people use it and I think that sometimes those labels can be important beginnings to conversations but I think it's yeah. it's a bit sad that sometimes it feels like the conversation ends there where I think there's maybe more to be said or more to be done yeah so a little bit like more speaking to this sort of idea of like I guess making porn that's like more inclusive like your new film Human Botany that's like I thought that was super interesting because like just to explain a little bit to the audience where it's like very very like macro close-ups of like people 
like you know their genitals and things like that like Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of it shows like things that me personally like if I saw like myself that close up I would be like oh like like I'm like oh like that's bad on someone else but like things like you know like bumpy skin or stray hairs and things like that like it's it's not something you tend to see in porn like ever Mm. you speak a bit more to like that whole concept yeah I think that for me I have always found bodies and the like texture of bodies and the tactility of bodies and the way that bodies move to be like very attractive and interesting and I think that like for me porn that kind of sanitizes the body or makes it very palatable makes it very like kind of safe that like clean like you know sterile for me that's never that's never like worked for me I think that most interesting thing about sex is like how visceral it is how messy it is how much it kind of forces you to confront like the way that your body works and the way that your like sensations feel on your skin and I think that like the texture of skin and like the inside of of our bodies is so intrinsic to sex that to kind of discount that or to try and get rid of that for me like you lose something of the power of of sex in that that's a, a film that we made quite a long time ago where we basically we were traveling around the US like shooting and we would just kind of shoot these like little close-up vignettes of body parts and kind of collecting them as we went and like thinking about how they were in reference to like natural forms and stuff like that because I I agree with you I feel like we never really get to see our bodies like in like macro intense mm. closer like when you have like um, a magnifying like oh yeah like, like no, no 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 like you just don't want to see your paws like that but it's no. beautiful as well when it's on someone when you can see it on a screen you're like wow that is just yes. like obviously like the the natural aspect of it is like you know it's kind of breathtaking in a way but yeah <laughs> It's it's interesting because I think that like, you know, you never see your body that close up, but you know, the person you're fucking might. Yeah. Um, so there is something interesting about kind of like having to come to terms with with like the fact that somebody is like, you know, sex is about being close and like having to yeah. like, be really intensely close. Um, but yeah, it is very disconcerting. And I think that like, yeah, confronting your body in that way is something that doesn't come very easily. Yeah, and it is, like, just so different to what you see. Like, even, like, close-ups of, like, a vulva in, you know, like, majority of porn, you'd be hard-pressed to even find, like, a shaving, like, rash or anything like (laughs) that. And I always just think, how? (laughs) Like... I I think it's interesting. Like, I often kind of weirdly think that porn gets, like, a bit of a bad rap in that, like, lots of people go, oh, you never see any hair in porn. You never see any, like... And what what I think is is kind of interesting is because porn isn't actually shot with like crazy big budgets. Mm. It's not shot with like, you know, a whole retouching CGI team generally. Like the, the majority of porn, especially nowadays, is shot like just a camera in someone's hotel room. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is actually I feel like I've seen way more body diversity in terms of like the kind of labias you see, the kind of like body hair configuration that you see, the kind of like, yeah, the, that like level of diversity, I don't feel like you get in like Hollywood films. Or oh, yeah. Kind of, so, you know, I definitely like people go, oh, you're not allowed to have body hair if you're in porn. I'm like, some of the most like, you know, highest paid, most popular like porn actresses have 
yeah. full bushes way before you'll ever see anyone in Hollywood with like armpit hair so yeah um, that's so true I guess it's, that is it's a very like 90s view of like what film was when like there was bigger budgets and yeah film production companies yeah and it was a much smaller like cast and they were very like tightly controlled by the studios because the studios were the people who were who had the money to like make this stuff the studios were the people that were booking people and now it feels like very much that has changed because performers in lots of ways have more power to make kind of work that they maybe are interested in and that means they maybe also have a bit more autonomy over how they present themselves what's always so interesting to me is that like the kind of idea that society gives us of what people want from people in porn is so far removed from like the reality sometimes where I go like you know some of the people who are you know doing the best are maybe not the kind of people who you would traditionally go oh like they really fit society's like perfect ideal of like what a woman should be or you know so it's it's interesting that actually our kind of sexual imaginations actually really like it when performers are like individuals and they have like differences and I think that the the way that we make work now reflects that because there are some people who are really like, you know, bucking that trend and doing so well. Yeah, I definitely think that now like porn does seem to like celebrate people's like individual personalities a lot more. And I suppose like now there is a lot of like amateur porn out there. So like you do get to see like a bit more of like a personal side of people. Yeah, absolutely. What has been your favourite film today? Like, what favourite film you've made? Oh, I don't think I can answer that question because it'd be <laughs> like picking a favourite child. Yeah. There's films that, and there's also like films that I've had a really amazing time on set shooting. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes there's films that at the end of it, I go, whoa, this looks so much better. Or like, this is, this went in a direction that I never even imagined. One of the films recently that kind of sticks out is a couple of years ago, we were we go every year to the Berlin Porn Film Festival and it was getting quite close to the time we needed to go and we were like oh we really should shoot some more work but we don't really know what to do and I had recently got really into reading about this like weird philosophical concept about this crazy kind of pseudoscientific invention called an orgone accumulator which was like theorized by a guy called Wilhelm Reich where basically it was meant to concentrate your kind of sexual energy in a box. If you if you sat in a box that was made of these very particular materials or aligned in a very particular way, it would basically like give you all of this like sexual power by like trapping all of your, uh, they call it orgones, like back into your body. And I was like, this is completely bonkers. Yeah. But it's very interesting. And I was like... <gasps> maybe we could build an orgone accumulator box in Berlin and like have people come to fuck in it. And this was two weeks before we were meant to be going to the festival. So I was like, oh, wow. oh I don't know if this is possible. <laughs> so we, I just put the call out on Instagram being like, hey, any prop makers in Berlin? And someone called Caroline Hintz responded and she was like, yeah, I could do that. So um, we turned up at the Airbnb <laughs> and these and some people came and constructed us like this orgone accumulator and we basically just had like two or three like sets of partners like come in to it and we had these little holes where we were filming through the holes oh my god it was almost like being in a toilet cubicle like fucking in a toilet cubicle and it was so hot and so fun and like 
at the beginning the box was all shiny inside because it was metal and then uh it like got all smeared up with all of the handprints and stuff yeah oh, that's so cool and it was just so fun to make and the film at the end also I is like one of my favorites that we've ever kind of produced and uh yeah just so like all around I was like oh yeah it's almost this, like just, such just like a simple concept but like really impactful as well did you get to keep the box <laughs> no this is honestly my like biggest uh you know not regret but you know if we could have taken it home but no unfortunately it's gone to the orgone accumulator farm in the sky I think oh no could have been in a museum <laughs> I know well I we are actually I was like can we can we get it reconstructed because yeah. I was like I definitely would like to do a part you need two. to do like an immersive like exhibition type thing with yeah one. I would be well into that I'll be so good <laughs> but yeah like so you obviously like you mentioned your inspiration for that which is like you know <laughs> It's very, very fascinating. So <laughs> like, it's, like, do inspirations come from like many different places, I'm assuming? Yeah, I think I've always been somebody who's really interested in the way in which sex kind of intersects with lots of other things in our culture. Mm-hmm. So I like thinking about things deeply. And I think I'm a bit of a magpie where I'm like, I like to kind of just like research and collect information that I think is interesting. And then I'm like, hmm can I make a porn of that? (laughs) So that definitely came out of just being really interested in that one thing and going, I think that would be kind of interesting to explore. Often, like I've found that like after 10 years, one of the things that's really important for me to do is like not just be like outputting constantly, like you have to input as well because otherwise Mm -hmm. I just get to the point where I'm just like creatively dry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure. uh, I'm not sure if there's more that I can kind of do. So, so yeah, it's really important to like to not only like make work, but also like look at other people's work, see what other people are doing, like go to exhibitions, like watch films, read books. Um, And I'm not always very good at it, but I, the intention is that which is what's important and like it's good like you need to like refill your cup basically like the creative yes. cup so you have stuff to pour out at the end like yeah a hundred percent yeah that's I mean yeah that's really important for like all artists I think and like something that a lot of people yeah it's really a struggle to like motivate yourself sometimes <laughs> yeah for sure and like I think it's important to like what what's you know I've been doing this for a long time now and I think that like often people in the like sex space think that like they should be like you know horny all the time going to sex parties like you know buying sex toys like you know masturbating all the time watching loads of porn and actually like realizing that that can just be like a facet of what you do and actually like having a life outside of that that really informs that so you can kind of like exactly what you said like fill your cup back up is really important because it's very easy to get burnt out I think yeah and then like if you're constantly sort of like commodifying your own like personal individual sexuality then that mm. just means like it's like you're doing yourself a disservice because yes you need to like you know you're sort of like make performing it a little bit maybe and totally. not really like f- figuring out like you know how your like kinks or interests like develop and things like that I think it's really important yeah for sure I think that like people often mistake and I've definitely done that like mistake kind of like yeah either sharing your sexuality for exploring your sexuality and actually like often like 
allowing yourself to become like defined as like content or defined as like an image is actually it's honestly a death knell for all of that kind of stuff I've definitely found that where I'm like I love having things that are like just for me that I just want to explore with my partners that I just think are hot and I'm not necessarily going to take that into a space that's commodified and I think that like that means that the work that I do make is better but it also means that like I have something that feels like it's not for the eyes of other people yeah it's private like everyone needs something like that's just yeah or like themselves and a partner yeah yeah like really beautiful and important but um yeah so are you doing anything special for the 10-year anniversary (laughs) (laughs) well I couldn't possibly say we're yeah we're 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 kind of in talks for we we really want to have a party I'm not somebody who likes my birthday I'm not like a I'm not somebody who's like I want to have like I'm terrible. I'm one of those people who's like, it's not I'm my like, birthday. I'm like, I'm like, nobody talk to me. And that's yeah, do not acknowledge yeah. <laughs> my birthday. But there's something about it being for the project, which is kind of like my baby yeah. that I feel like I can be a bit more really? celebratory about it. And you're also so, celebrating everyone involved. So yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that is also true. And like, yeah, I did kind of promise some people that I was like, I will do something. So we do have something in the works. There's a few like little events that are probably going to be coming up like around the, more like the latter end of the year but it's actually just been so nice it's given me such a an excuse to like look back at old work and yeah. be like oh my god that's so bad oh my god that's so good <laughs> like I'm really but I'm really proud of it like I'm looking back and I'm like oh yeah this is great like I I, I think it's you've come <laughs> yes exactly that yeah you forget like it's such a learning process and like it's amazing to like think you know the last 10 years of my life have like got me to this place and I've made so much work with so many amazing people who are that I'm like so proud of yeah and like just imagine like in another 10 years like when you look back at it (laughs) I'm gonna be making like yeah me me with like full white hair like in the retirement home (laughs) yeah exactly yeah I'm, I'm down for that yeah it'd be amazing so yeah is there anything you want to plug before I wrap this up um, other than yourselves <laughs> no just myself and the project I guess like it's easy to plug the project on myself but yeah I am yeah essentially obviously everyone's always getting deleted from social media at the moment so who knows how long I'll be in any of these places but yeah, yeah the project the project is four chambers or four chambered heart and um I am Vex Ashley and you can come and watch my weird porn in many <laughs> places on the internet yeah and yeah absolutely you should because it is unlike anything I've ever seen so it is like truly an experience I was trying to explain it to my mom yesterday (laughs) I I need to kind of show her because I think she'll get it then maybe I need to make like a mum friendly playlist or something to be like what's like a good introduction to this without being like oh here's here's like the fisting one or whatever watching like a a sex scene with like your mum yeah like a film is that enough but yeah but yeah yeah. thank you so much for your time it was like such a Uh, pleasure thank you so much yeah I you know all best wishes for everything for chambers and thank you because cost you don't get to eat it <laughs> Fingers crossed. Everyone's home. <laughs> Thanks so much again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to To Put It Playfully. If you want to follow us on social media, find us at Playful Promises. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button to learn about our new podcast episodes. See you then.